Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. So this is my first foray into podcasts, something very different for me, but I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and I'm doing it to hopefully provide inspiration and value for those listening. And why is it called Second Success? Well, I do quite enjoy hearing the stories of people who have had success in their lives and then have taken certain attributes that they used in that success to do something completely different and achieve success in another area or go on to do something else and evolve. And I think that's what life's about, evolving, staying the same, staying stuck. We don't get too far, but taking what we learn and applying it to something else, I believe, leads us to a fulfilling life. And if we're leading a fulfilling life, we're full of joy and we're full of happiness. And surely that's what life's about, to be happy, to have direction, to have fulfillment. Over the coming weeks, you'll get to hear from people who have achieved second successes People who have been successful in a field and pivoted, evolved, moved on to achieve something else in their lives. It fascinates me to hear about uh, people who go on to achieve, find it inspirational. And I'm hoping as as you follow me on this journey, you'll also find them inspirational and take inspiration for action. Action, that's key. As a life coach, I do find I speak to a lot of people who want to achieve success, want to achieve something in life. And what they tend to lack is action. What I'll be hoping to cover off are my insights in how you're able to take action, to be able to create good habits, to be able to create the right environments, to be able to take the action that you can achieve success with. As this is the first episode, I thought probably best to start with myself, tell you about my story. My story starts in a large Asian family, the eldest of four siblings and plenty of cousins around me as well. A high achiever at school, I was always pushed to gain high results. Uh, 99% was never good enough. Uh, I guess that's where I've uh, got my drive for excellence. Going on to college, I went on to do chemistry for my degree, and I did a master's in chemistry, and I went on to do a PhD in toxicology, thinking that I'd be a scientist. I had great dreams of being an astrophysicist or a, a uh, astronomer or a uh, pilot, but those dreams were uh, soon forgotten when I got into science and decided science wasn't for me as much as I had an interest in it. So I switched and I moved into IT. Thankfully, an opportunity presented itself uh, for an investment bank and I started working there. But when I started working, I realised it was enjoyable, but something was still missing. That reason for living, uh, the fulfilment wasn't there. So I carried on working, uh, studious, put my head down, gained promotions, became a manager, started managing staff and I developed and had a long, lengthy career in IT, doing a variety of things uh, and almost 20 years working as an IT professional. However, probably about 12, 13 years into my IT career, I eventually got myself a coach, a gentleman who was very inspirational person through being coached by him it was a transformational experience and it identified the path that I now wanted to progress on and it was coaching I'd always been a go-to person people would always come to me for advice or would always take direction from me whether that was in family or whether that was at work as part of a managerial role what coaching taught me was that I didn't need to be directional I didn't need to keep telling people what to do the beauty of coaching is that people take responsibility for their own actions They come up with their own answers. And to me, that was like a, oh, I don't need to work as hard anymore. I don't need to keep telling people what to do. I can be more 
effective by asking them profound questions that they can then answer for themselves and then take action accordingly. I guess you could say is that I am now working on my own second success. Having had a very successful career in IT, I've now moved on to coaching uh, as a career. And this is what I'm looking to hopefully make a big success of. What did I take from a successful career in IT to coaching? We talk about resilience, we talk about grit, the hustle, but I think the three key things that I've taken from my career into coaching are one, determination, two, excellence, and three, communication skills. These were the three that really stood me well. These are the three that I'm ensuring I also take into coaching as well. The determination to do well, to, do, to be successful, excellence, to stand out amongst the crowd, to deliver a service secondary to none, to become a real world-class coach, and communication skills. To be an effective coach, you need to have good communication skills. And this is something I learned at a very young age. Just growing up in a household where English wasn't really the first language, being multilingual, then going on to university and living with students from all over the world, to be able to understand different cultures and to be able to be culturally fluent. It was key to really be able to make myself understood and communicate well with other people. In the corporate world, it was important to also understand the various jargon, the lingo that was being used, to be able to be understood, to be able to understand others. It was key to have these communication skills. Having interviewed people already for the podcast for the upcoming weeks, the one thing I have realised is that Everybody has different attributes. Everybody takes something different from their journey to new parts of their journey. I'll be looking forward to sharing these with everybody. And the intention is that you get the same inspiration I got from them too. Talking of inspiration, a real inspiration to me this week has been uh, Marcus Rashford. Love him or hate him. Uh, I love him. He's a Manchester United player. I'm a big fan of the team. But uh, as well as all the goals he's been knocking in, it's amazing to see what he's done with the uh, school meals and all the work he's been doing to earn himself his MBE. So I would say he's been my inspirational person of the week. And one thing I would love to do is to get input from those of you that are listening into the podcast uh, for what you would like to hear from me. Some of the topics. Over the past six years as a life coach, I've covered off quite a few topics with my clients to do with success, confidence, relationships. Everybody has a different take and there's, every, there's different ways of dealing with everything. So if there's anything in particular you'd want to hear from me, please do drop me a message, contact me through social media or leave me a voice note. I'd be more than happy to respond accordingly and give you my insights and my answers. The one question I get asked is, why am I called the clear coach? Potential clients who know a little about coaching tend to ask me which coaching model I use. As everyone's different, I don't believe there's one model fits all, and my personal preference is to use a combination of many. But the key to all this is my coaching philosophy, CLEAR, which underpins my approach. CLEAR is an acronym for the family of values and behaviours that I apply to each of my sessions. And I want to use this opportunity just to talk about my CLEAR framework. So C for connection. Who doesn't like to be liked? So it's important to get on with and trust those that you work with and want to work with. And for me, quickly establishing a rapport is essential in initial meetings and subsequent sessions. Build a trusting relationship is important in terms of coaching, as it is in any business. Knowing how you exhibit your body language, your facial expressions, it's key, as it can constitute up to 70% of non-verbal communication. L for language. Stemming from a young age in needing to make myself understood with older family members and friends whose first language wasn't English, I try to be simple when it comes to the use of the English language. I like to be clear and to the point. Why use big words when small ones will do? So when dealing with my clients, I enjoy interacting at a basic level without jargon. This gives me the ability to be able to communicate with people from both diverse backgrounds and diverse cultures. 
a great asset to anyone wanting to deal with a global community. E for enthusiasm. Anyone who has worked with me will tell you the enthusiasm and positive energy I have, and they'll also tell you it's very contagious. Having great enthusiasm is both inspiring and motivating. And, and nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm is a, an apt quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. But when times are tough, enthusiasm counts a lot. The greatest advantage is that it goes a long way to building persistence and perseverance. The attributes you really need to keep going when there's no light at the end of the tunnel. A, for awareness. It's through awareness that we're able to change for the better. I've always been a keen learner, but over the past few years, I've started to learn more about myself. My self-awareness, understanding my strengths, weaknesses, blind spots, has come about from educating myself further in different ways, uh, be it by reading books, viewing educational video content, most importantly, spending time with those that have been able to diversify my thinking, to act as a positive role model and to guide the way, and offer results. Be it a goal or an outcome, my clients approach me because they want change, either within their business or within themselves. This is their result, which I support and help facilitate. The coaching sessions focus long-term on achievement and getting results. But with this comes the understanding that in order to receive the required results, they need to put in the hard work and the necessary essential action. The clear approach works very well for me, but I think it's also an approach that has a much wider universal application. Clear is a necessity wherever human interaction is required in business and in life. The values and behaviours described are necessary to achieve success in both. And as for many, this could just be the start of a very simple business or life approach. I'm hoping that was clear. And if you do want to know more, please just do reach out. Getting this podcast started did take me a while. It, uh, uh, let's say I was uh, procrastinating, uh, which many people do do. I thought that was a subject that we could talk about because it's when we overcome procrastination is when we then start taking action which will then lead on to the success that people strive for. So what I'd like to say is that look, I'm sure you've got some great ideas to do something new and brilliant. However, do you always find that you need to have everything lined up before you start? I mean, how many great opportunities do you think you've missed out on? When your brain inherently creates stress and anxiety about not achieving a future goal, fear of failure kicks in big time. So the bigger the goal, the more stress and anxiety at not achieving it. So you'll create all sorts of excuses not to start especially when there are all those uh, uh, TikTok videos or YouTube videos to watch. So like myself, my clients present plenty of wonderful ideas during our coaching sessions, but many of them struggle to get them off the ground. They have the usual excuses for wanting to make sure that they have everything lined up, you know, money in the bank, time in the diary, the right team, the right weather, etc. But as Tony Robbins says, it's not the lack of resources, it's the lack of resourcefulness that stops you. Each of my clients are different and therefore so are their solutions. The one thing we agree on is that they need to begin something to achieve their long-term goals. As William Wordsworth so famously said, to begin, begin. But how? I'm going to suggest some criteria that I think are needed to get started. Firstly, structure. You may have an end goal in mind, but you struggle to get started because you don't know how to. Quite simply, you need a plan. It doesn't need to be elaborate. The most important thing you need to do is break up the large goal into smaller, achievable, more manageable goals. Structure a plan so you receive results on a daily, weekly or monthly basis. It's like for this podcast, I just didn't know where to start or what I wanted to look like. But once I started planning it and started planning the segments, the episodes, it started to happen. Secondly, gratification. We all love instant rewards and it's these wins that spur us to carry on with certain actions. And this is how habits are created, good and bad. But there are no regular dopamine hits by just thinking about the long term goal. Monica Mehta describes in her book, The Entrepreneurial Instinct, that it's the regular achievement of your short-term structured smaller goals that will give you the satisfaction to move forwards. 
you'll receive a lot of gratification from accomplishing your incremental results. And finally, confidence. You'll have heard or read that you need motivation to start something. I mean, how many times have you found things easy to start when you're feeling motivated and riding on the crest of a wave? But where does this motivation come from? It can be as simple as visualizing your end goal, give you the impetus to start, but your main motivation will come from your confidence. Confidence can be achieved in many ways. In terms of long-term aspirational goals, by achieving your regular small-term goals, your brain establishes new neural pathways to cement your achievements and bolster your confidence. Many lack the confidence to start a new initiative because they see the long-term goal as insurmountable, but your confidence will come from completing the planned small-term goals. You're capable of so much more than you think, and I'm sure you tell yourself that many times a day. So if you really, really want something, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from starting that new business, starting the new health kick, asking that person out on a date, starting a family, changing the job, scaling your company? I don't believe you have an excuse. And if you think you do, you definitely need to reach out to me so we can talk about it. I'm not saying it's easy to overcome procrastination. There's definitely a methodology. So this has been episode one of the Second Success podcast. I really do hope you've enjoyed it and it's given you a small sample of what to expect. It's a first for me. It's definitely a journey I'm going to be traveling on and hoping to enjoy. And as we do with any journey in life, it's about growth, it's about evolving and it's about learning. So I'm hoping to learn and uh, provide value and look to inspire. And join me next week on episode two, where I will have a guest who will join me and we'll be discussing their second success. And if this podcast hasn't left you feeling inspired, I love a good movie quote to leave me inspired. So I'll leave you with this quote from Rocky. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, The Clear Coach. Thank you for listening.